mentality rise and you know they're going with them to every ball there. This is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey. Good morning, everybody, and welcome once again to Come On Kind here with myself, Martin Quilty, and Anya Farrell. How are we? Good, Anya, now yourself. Ah, sure, good. Can't, can't beat the good weather we're after getting. No, you certainly can't beat the good weather. Everything is a little bit side up on me, so I have to cut myself down a small little bit here now because we are on season four, episode 15 this evening, and we have a very nice gentleman waiting on the phone line for us to have a chat with us, and that is Peter Chap Clear because Carlo are going to be playing in the Leinster Intermediate Camogie Final at the weekend. Chap, how are you? Martin, how are you? Sorry about that. Your grand, don't worry about it. We are live on the podcast at the minute recording. As I was saying to you, Anya, you're through to the Leinster Final. Um, big day for yourselves on Saturday. It's against the neighbours, Kilkenny. You had a very good win over Wicklow, to be fair, at the weekend. So looking forward to the uh, weekend ahead? Absolutely, Martin. We're, we're thrilled to be in uh, another final this year. Um, the league seems like a long time ago now and we had targeted that very early doors but um, the other competition we really targeted was the Leinster campaign um, and we've had a couple of you know we've played Leash in the quarter final a very difficult game uh, we managed to, to come over by the skin of our teeth uh, and then at the weekend then a nice victory over, over Wicklow so um, yeah we're really excited really looking forward to it it's going to be a, a unique pair but we're excited and looking forward to it well, we always liked the, the neighbours when they get together. It was a fantastic occasion when Moishal and James Stevens played in the club final going back last November uh, or early December as well. And it was a great occasion for everyone and it certainly is for ourselves here on KCLR as well. Um, the venue itself is uh, SETU in Carlow. Very nice venue. Pitch is nice there as well. So, you know, it's going to be a huge occasion for everybody um, and both counties won't have too far to travel either. So, a huge support is guaranteed yeah absolutely and it's lovely to get uh, for the game to be close uh, so close to both counties um, and I mean it's interesting because um, both teams during the course of the year uh, were training in the SCTU campus and the AstroTurf and I can remember a couple of occasions where the Kenny Intermediates were training at 7 o'clock and we'd be training at 8 o'clock straight away after you know so we've uh, we're, we've seen each other in action up close and personal uh, a good few times this year so it'll be a really interesting final we're really looking forward to it uh, Kenny have been absolutely awesome this year in the Intermediate uh, Seamus Kelly and his team has done a fantastic job um, they really really are sharp so we are going to have a work cut out but as I said to you we want to get into these big finals and test ourselves against the best and currently Kilkenny are, are, are proven based on their performance how good they are you know so it's going to be a massive uh, massive challenge for it but we're looking forward to it You're going very well yourselves to be fair um, I mean a good win over Wicklow in the semi-final National League winners coming in as well so momentum is certainly going forward with yourselves but I suppose the fact that both teams had lots of game time I suppose coming in that you hadn't got a huge break uh, before your Leinster campaign either that that stood well to both teams and this is the next step and the next progression before the All-Ireland series starts in around the first and second weekend in June yeah, for ourselves, the All-Ireland campaign is actually starting the week after. So we've the Leinster final this weekend and the following weekend we've our first round of the All-Ireland Championship up in, up in Antrim. So there really is not much of recovery time uh, from the Leinster campaign into the All-Ireland campaign. So it, it is transitioning quite quick. Um, but look, when you're in a final, Martin, it's just brilliant. The, you know, the summer, summer evenings are getting longer. The weather's better. Uh, it's just it's just so easy to go training when you're, when you're training for big games, big finals. And 
it's a massive opportunity for our girls to test themselves against the best and um, yeah we're, we're, we're really looking forward to the, to the challenge of it I suppose after the, the semi-final game itself with Wicklow um, Kilkenny probably had it a bit easier as well when they were facing Wexford so both teams to be fair to you not really challenged before you play in the Leinster final is that a bit of a worry that the semi-finals for yourselves in particular maybe wasn't as close as you would have liked to have it going into the big day no, I, I suppose looking back on, on the quarterfinal that we had, um, I mean, that was an unbelievable game that started in daylight and finished under lights in China. Uh, it was a game for the ages. Um, you know, it, it, um, it ebbed and flowed. It was level at halftime, level at full time, level at halftime in extra time, and we managed to come out by points. So um, we had a really, really tough 85, maybe 90 minutes of Camogie uh, legs in the girls. So th- that really took a toll of our, of our players. So uh, it was lovely to, to get a little bit of a break. And obviously at the weekend there, um, you know, we put up a good score. We scored 418, 417 for play. So uh, nine different players getting on the score sheet. So we had a good performance at the weekend. Um, but we know, you know, we're, we're, the standards are going to have to be increased and the work rate's going to have to increase because uh, Kilkenny are sharp. I've seen them playing five or six times this year. They really, really are good. And every time you think uh, they have their best team out, more players come out of woodwork. They're just, it's phenomenal what, 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 what players they have to pick from and the quality of the players. Um, so we've a lot of headaches over this week, Martin, trying to figure out how we're going to uh, to keep them quiet and, and, and manage them to the best of our ability, you know. Well, I'm going to try and stay as neutral as I can in this because we are fighting for both counties to be doing well in it and it's brilliant that we are able to be able to talk to both counties in playing a final. I suppose for yourself, um, when it comes to you managing Carlo, but obviously you are a Kikenny man as well, is, uh, is there a bit of divided uh, loyalties or, you know, do you find it that uh, it's a bit strange going up against your own county and training a different team against them? No, I mean, I mean, I'm a Kenny man through and through, Martin, and I always have been, and I always will be. But, but for one day this this weekend and uh, a Saturday, uh, I'll be flying the Carlow colours. Uh, my daughters might not necessarily uh, come on board. They'll probably be jumping for Kenny. Uh, but for me, I, I, I've been 100 percent with this group from the start, and they've given me absolutely everything. So uh, for for one day, for one day only, we change over, and uh, we'll be 100 percent behind the Carlow girls uh, on Saturday. And as I said to you, it's a better way to test yourself and see how you're really going by putting yourself up against probably the best team uh, at that level in the country you know so it's, it's huge excitement huge challenge uh, really looking forward to it now and you know we really want to be competitive in this game because uh, Kilkenny are super and um, you know Kilkenny have blitzed through the quarterfinal and the semi-final so we really want to be really really competitive in this game and put up a good show and look if we're there there about a few minutes to go you never know what might happen here well as we always say when you get to the final anything can happen a break of a ball a bit of luck you never know what can go your way it could go either way for anybody um, and look we, we certainly wish you the very best of luck and we will be there as well with Casey Laura and we will be covering the game live as well which is going to be brilliant for the two counties um, in terms of promotional uh, end of things and to get promotion for Carlo as well which we have tried to do um, as much as we can uh, this year and to bring uh, the sport in Carlo um, to a national level and indeed to our listeners within Carlo and Kilkenny as well so Peter Chap clear the very best of luck to you your backroom team and all of the players uh, for Carlo in the game it is in SETU Carlo on Saturday with a 2.30pm throw and tickets are available through the usual ticket outlets and I can pr- I guarantee you it's going to be an absolutely brilliant game of Camogie between two fantastic teams and we wish ye the very best of luck
Thanks, Martin. Thanks very much. Thank you. No bother at all. Thanks a million for joining us here on Come On Kind this evening. And I know he's a busy man. So uh, hopefully if I stop that, I shall be able to chat to Anya. Anya, um, you heard chap there on that uh, my sound levels now is going to be all over the place so so are yours so just bear with me at the minute while I'm changing them around we have a new system here this evening that we're trying to work with um, but yeah look it's uh, it's great for Carlo first of all um, to be into the final they had a very easy win over uh, Wicklow in the semi-final as you heard chap saying they had an extremely difficult quarter final against Leach which might stand to them Kenny haven't really been tested to be fair is that fair to say with, with an easy victory over Dublin and then the victory over Wexford at the weekend Yeah it certainly is I think it is um, very fair to say that Kilkenny really haven't been tested throughout this Leinster campaign so far like yes they've been raking up some great scores and again like you know even though they kind of comfortably brushed aside the Wexford challenge at the weekend there was some really good passage of, uh, passages of play um, you know some really clinical passing from them everything was straight to the hand um, they looked they looked really strong and even though like you know they were cruising and they were well ahead they still maintained that um, the tenaciousness and they kept the intensity up for the full 60 minutes and even the subs that came in they only added to it they, they nearly made it stronger when the subs came in off the bench um, over the weekend so yeah you know it, it is fair to say that Kilkenny certainly have been tested I suppose then on the Carlo front you know yes they've had a test against Leash and they got over that so that'll be probably something that they'll be that they'll certainly have to their advantage there because you know I suppose for Kilkenny in all saying it, it is great for them to get into the Leinster final but really what have the management team you know probably learned from it because you know they, they haven't really been tested so their backs I suppose haven't had the test but I think you know certainly coming into this game against Carlo I do think it is going to be a lot different I think Carlo are going to po- pose a different threat um, different threat to Kilkenny and especially to the Kilkenny defence and I suppose that would be probably my main concern is the fact that Kilkenny's defence hasn't really been tested and they could be in for a bit of a shock this weekend you know Carlo it's great for them they're in another final as are Kilkenny I know Carlo had won their league their league final Kilkenny have already Kilkenny unfortunately beaten in their league final but like you know these are two teams that are certainly you know competing at the top and are certainly are competing at the top and um, you know that they're they're flying it in both their grades and you know it really is going to make for a really really good Leinster final Right we heard from one uh, manager let's press the call button and let's see if we can hear from the second manager because the phone is ringing and let's see if we can get Seamus Kelly the Kenny Intermediate Manager on the phone line I did tell him around this time so let's see hello hello Seamus Kelly how are you this evening good sir Actually, we cannot complain at all at all. We're on a new system, so we are recording live at the minute for the podcast. So you're joining myself and Anya here on Come On Kind. We just had Peter Chapclear on with us having a chat about Carlos' prospects for the weekend ahead. You're obviously going to be up against him because Kilkenny had probably an easy victory over Wexford um, last Saturday afternoon in UPMC Nolan Park to set up a mouthwatering clash with them. So, first of all, tell us, how did you think the game went for yourselves again, Wexford, at the weekend? 
Yeah, look, I suppose, I suppose when it's <coughs> two days after after the fact, and you kind of reflect a bit on it. Like, you know, you couldn't you couldn't fault the performance. You know, the girls, um, you know, went out and they done what they had to do. You know, we hit nineteen points. You know, like twenty points. You know, win most games for you. So, like overall, you couldn't really fault them at all. You know, on reflection, that the backs were were solid throughout the game. Even when Wexford were trying to break through to get some shots in a goal, they they kind of you know they held solid and kind of held together, worked together. You know, so yeah. Look, overall, man, it was a you know it was a good it was a good performance, like you know, and it was great to keep that bit of momentum from from the Dublin game as well. You know, so yeah. Look, overall, we were very happy. It certainly was. I suppose scoring the twenty four points um, against Dublin, nineteen points against Wexford at the weekend. The backs played immense; they were brilliant, but they weren't really tested. Carlos forwards, on the other hand, will probably bring a different dimension that you're going to have to get used to pretty quickly because they have some very good forwards there and no doubt that you've seen him playing a couple of times already this year so how do you think that the uh, the matchups are going to work there yeah, look, in, in Carlo this year are, um, you know, they're, they're they're in a they're in a great place, you know, and kind of just I suppose the, the bit we've learned about them playing against Leash was that you know they had a great return off the bench with um, I think your Cork came off the bench and hit four points and um, McCordy came on and hit one too, you know, so they're definitely able to find the back of the net and when it matters they're able to you know find the find the post as well. So look, uh, I think it's going to be um, a good battle of a game and so it's going to be. Great, great patterns all over the field, you know. So, yeah, look, it'll be it'll be a good test now for both teams. Obviously, it's great to be able to get to the final. And as you alluded to earlier on with me as well on Saturday, um, since the competition was started all them years ago, that Kilkenny has only won this competition twice. And I think that was back in 2014. And I think Anya was the last manager to actually do it back in 2019 as well. So it's a competition that Kilkenny really haven't done that well in in the past. So it's great that you are there, number one. But no doubt that you're certainly going to be going there all guns blazing to bring the cup back home again with yourselves Oh yeah, look, we're we're going there to get a results. Um, yeah, again in, in 2015, uh, with my first year in with Kenny when we we met me in Nolan Park. Uh, so and then obviously Anya in 2019, you know, brought back the second one. But no, look, we're we're going down to Carlow to, to try add as I said on Saturday to add another title to the to the role of honour, like you know. And I'm sure Carlow are looking for the first one as well. So you know, both teams are going with a plenty of hunger anyway. I don't know if you're moving around at the minute, but there's a small little bit of an echo, so maybe it might just uh, turn the phone ever so slightly because we did have a decent connection with you there earlier on um, I said it to Chap Clear earlier as well when I had him on the phone line he's a Kilkenny man true and true and he's now training a Carlo team you're on the opposite side of the fence you are a Carlo man you played with Mount Leinster Rangers but you're now in and you're training Kilkenny as well so you know there's a bit of divided loyalties between the, the pair there it's a bit novel that Kilkenny and Carlo are coming up against one another because it rarely happens we only had it in the club competition last year when uh, James Stevens played Michael in the Leinster final and that was a fantastic day as well um, so no doubt you're going to enjoy uh, the, the game coming up on Saturday in the SETU Arena in Carlo which I have no doubt that you're no stranger to uh, up there because you've been involved with DCU and probably have had many a match there as well over the years Yeah look on, on, on Saturday definitely you know it's going to be yeah as you say that you know we me managing Kenny and, and Chapel Carlo, it's definitely going to bring a bit of spice to it anyway. But definitely, the one thing is a total respect for all, all those Carlo girls and 
a lot of them have soldiered with Carlo for a long time you know and a lot of them have won an All-Ireland Crow Park too in 20, 2016 I think it was and you know um, as you said there look, there's some great players in that team and you just mentioned there with DCU like if Catherine Cavanagh in the goal you know she's she was a you know pivotal for us winning the Ashburn title last year and then obviously you've Quiva Coley there and Rebecca Kelly adding K, Gary Murphy there as well you know they've, they've gained plenty of experience and playing at a high level you know so um, yeah no look it's going to be it's going to be a good day with Martin anyway there's going to be hopefully plenty of people going up to it it'll be a great atmosphere and you know hopefully it'll be you know a rip-roaring event anyway so. It certainly will be a great atmosphere um, it's only up the road it's only a short hop for both teams uh, SETU Carlo is a fantastic facility up there um, the pitch during the summer months is absolutely immaculate nice facilities with the stand etc for patrons to be able to go and view it so no doubt that you'd be hoping like there was in UPMC Nolan Park last Saturday that a big crowd would travel up the road to Carlow to cheer on the girls um, and bring it home I suppose one disappointment for yourselves when it comes to it is the fact that Danielle Morrissey is actually out injured for yourselves as well after picking up a, an injury last weekend so uh, not the best of news that you'd be hoping for going into a Leinster final yeah, no, look, Danielle, you know, you know, we're we're absolutely good for um we're absolutely delighted, you know, and I spoke for earlier this year that she wanted to come back in to play, you know, Camogie and put the Kenny and wear the jersey again and the girl like all of them were absolutely enjoying it. She was she was thriving again and I think we can, you know, say through the league campaign she was she was massive for, for the group on and off the field. She's an absolutely, you know, great person. But, you know, she we made sure that she was there with us on, on, on Saturday in, in the semi final and she's as much as part of the intermediate as she is the seniors you know and she'll be there again with us on Saturday as well and you know she'll be part of the group till, till, till the journey comes to it, to its end whenever that's going to be you know but um, yeah look hopefully um, you know she'll have a speedy recovery and we'll whatever support she needs we'll give her you know so yeah we certainly um, wish her yeah, the, the very best as well <clears throat> is he gone on me? nope was he still there? No, he's still there. No, he's still there. Yeah, sorry. There's a, a bit of a delay on that last one that was there. But I was just saying that we wish her the very best of luck as well in her recovery. No doubt that you're dead right that she will get all the support that's required. Seamus Kelly, my many thanks for joining myself and Anya here again on Come On Kinds this evening. The very best of luck to you, the backroom team and all of the players at the weekend. We'll be there following you live with all the action as well. And hopefully it's going to be a fantastic game, which I know it will be between the two teams and that we can get a good result but either way for the station here for ourselves on KCLR uh, one person is going to be happy uh, whether it be the Carlo or Kilkenny um, we're not going to say which or even though we are Kilkenny people we have to say both teams have to be fair so anyway the very best of luck to yourselves and the team at the weekend and we will chat to you after the game on Saturday yep thanks for having me perfect Thank good much. man thanks for that Shim Right, that was Shem Kelly there. This new system really has me gone all over the place here um, this evening. Anya, uh, that's the intermediate game. I'm not due to take Linda on a call for a couple of minutes, but we did manage actually to catch up with one of the players and that was Afton Grace, who had an immense uh, game at the weekend. Was it 10 points, I think, in total that she was actually getting? Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, nine points. Nine points. One from play, one forty-five. 
the rest freeze. Yeah, un- yeah unbelievable display. Mm. And uh, I managed to catch up with her despite all of the noise that was going on in the background, as usual, in UPMC Nolan Park. But here's what Grafton had to say to me afterwards. Grace, congratulations. Uh, you're through to the Leinster final after defeat against Wexford here this afternoon. Nice personal tally as well. 10 points in total. Good run. Well done. Thanks very much, Martin. Yeah, like we went out and we said our attitude has to be the same as last week against Dublin. New match, new conditions, new pitch. And you know what? Each and every girl, down to all the subs, brought a great attitude. You could see it in the dressing room today. We were all having a nice little bond with each other. You know, there's girls not from the same club sitting with each other. It's absolutely great to see. They say practice makes perfect. You were here early this morning. You were practicing your freeze. And to be fair, you only missed one all game. So that's not a bad tally. <laughs> no, no. I suppose I have my own little routine with the freeze. I come up a little bit early and take a few just setting my nerves. Especially playing up in Nolan Park. First time for myself playing up here anyway. And I knew this morning the nerves will be there. But I said I'd come up and hit a few freeze, get the bad ones out of my system. And, and I did. <laughs> Isn't that crazy though that, you know, you're here within the stadium and a lot of the girls, even with schools, have never played here before so great to get a run out on the hallowed turf here yeah it's absolutely fantastic like you'd be looking at the senior team like I know myself I have my own idols up in the senior team and you'd be seeing them play here over the years and you'd be saying geez I'd love for that to be myself one day and now I can say it was <laughs> well fair play to you you're through to the Leinster final now next weekend against either Carlo or Wicklow looking forward to it I can't wait now yet you're only as good as your last game though so we have to bring the same attitude and momentum that we brought today like the weather might be the same new conditions new everything different team we just have to have a good attitude going into it well, you have as much sweat dripping off you than what Laura Green had so I'll leave you go get your cold shower as well thanks very much Martin thank you my apologies Afton I was told I said Grafton uh, when I was introducing that piece but obviously it wasn't um, so yeah immense contribution by Afton Grace at the weekend and she really was she was there practising um, early uh, on Saturday uh, afternoon and her free taking was immense I think one um, if I'm not mistaken is all that she missed mm-hmm. uh, over the course of the game so uh, an unbelievable achievement for herself right it was a big weekend of Obviously, for Leinster Camogie, it's going to be a big weekend for Leinster Camogie as well uh, this weekend coming. And the chairperson of Leinster Camogie is Linda Kenny. And with this new system, you'll probably hear a dial tone coming in a minute, which there it goes. So hopefully um, I'm going to be able to get Linda on the phone. Linda Kenny, are you there? I am, Martin. Good evening. How are you this evening? And thanks a million for joining us here on Come On Kind again. No problem, Martin. How are you? We are great. Thank you very much. We've just had uh, Peter Chapclear and Seamus Kelly on previewing uh, both of the uh, teams for the intermediate final at the weekend. But I'm going to bring you back to last Saturday because obviously it was a huge weekend for Leinster Camogie for yourself and all of the rest of the, the team there. It was the pinnacle of the year when the senior final was played in UPMC Nolan Park. And I suppose you couldn't have picked a better backdrop for us. The sun was shining the crowd was out it was a fantastically close game as well in the end that it could have went either way to extra time so overall Linda yourselves and the rest of the committee um, I'd say you had a a very enjoyable day last Saturday Yes Martin we had a very very good day excellent Uh, as you said yourself the sun was out 
we had a very reasonable attendance um, and I suppose we couldn't ask for better really um, it was an important day in the calendar for Leinster Camogie as you say the pinnacle day really when you have your senior championship final and it was a it was a very very entertaining game and I suppose Dublin Dublin brought huge intensity to the game and I suppose it took Kilkenny quite a while as Brian Dowling I've heard him say there it took a while to adapt but eventually they got through to, to win the Leinster title for I think it's the fourth time in a row when we when we lost the year 2020 due to COVID and um, we also had the the final final day of our coaching academy which has been uh, operating since last March and what a way to finish the day with Brian Cody as the guest speaker on the day and to close the academy so all in all wonderful day for Leinster Camogie for, and Kilkenny Camogie and for all that participate and I just want to acknowledge and thank everyone in Kilkenny Camogie Kilkenny GA for all their help and assistance to Leinster uh, both on Saturday and all over the championship and I suppose it was great to see so many young kids from Mullivash, Young Ireland and St Martin's participating in the goal games I know that Tommy Farrell the development officer is doing huge work there and I believe he does this for every game so just they definitely added to the occasion and they seeing so many of their parents willing and available to come to bring them to Northern Park was just fantastic so just well done to everyone we're thrilled with the day and thrilled with a great match Yeah in fairness to Tommy he certainly does and it does uh, bring a bit of excitement to see the girls uh, they are at half time in the, the mini goal games and then afterwards as well trying to get autographs and photographs with the players and that's what you like to see and you love to see and especially when they're out playing at half time as well but just to bring you back to the coaching academy Linda because a lot of people that's listening to this are from outside Leinster and they may not understand exactly what the, the coaching academy is but this is obviously um, I think the second year uh, that this has been held if I'm not mistaken it was one of the initiatives that you brought when you went in as the Leinster chair as well so give us a taste of what the coaching academy exactly does um, and what the coaches expect to get out of it when they do qualify yeah, uh, so the coaching academy is, is basically Martin for coaches who want to progress up the ladder as coaches uh, into inter-county development squads, inter-county uh, under you know underage teams, under sixteen minor, and even into adult level and into secondary schools and in primary schools. So we had coaches, and one of the criteria for the academy was that it had to be fifty percent female, uh, a minimum of fifty percent, which we achieved over both years, which we were delighted. We had coaches from most counties uh, now represented over the two years um, and they had guests uh, from the likes of uh, Martin Fogarty opened the coaching academy to finish in with Brian Cody we had a nutritionist Laura Keeley from Bridge Nutrition, we had staff members uh, um, Liam Clancy and Louise Keane giving um, coaching courses uh, over the day on defending planning planning sessions we had um, Bonner Marr at one of the sessions as well I think maybe last year and um, you know the success of it has been immense the feedback has been immense and we're now seeing uh, some of those coaches taking on inter-county teams from last year we saw some step into inter-county now some of the coaches that were there this year are already involved with development squads or inter-county underage teams but they have learned an awful lot and have gained invaluable knowledge 
and uh, a camaraderie between them and the other coaches that were selected for the academy, uh, which is one of the things as well, that there is a network of coaches across the various counties in the provinces that they network with each other and they arrange games between each other. They arrange different visits and each of them get a visit also from a coach developer to their own club uh, now in the next six weeks, which is their end of their academy for this year. And they get to see them in, they see the coaches that participate in practice in their own clubs and they get feedback and advice on how they can do things better, what they are good at, uh, what they need to improve on. And um, look, that's basically, and yes, Martin, it was one of the things I set my eye on when I became Leinster chair and uh, I'm delighted to see it come to fruition and the success of it over the last two years. It certainly has and it has been an, a brilliant initiative because we do need more coaches, we need more experienced coaches and especially like you say when it comes to females um, and that's something that hopefully uh, in the, the next couple of terms that I come while you've uh, managed to achieve it when it comes to the coaching end of things, I would certainly like to look at it when it comes to the refereeing and officiating point of things and get more yeah. females involved in it um, and that'll be one of the things that I would certainly be working with you before we get to that stage next January as well but I suppose all these things can't come about without great help behind the scenes and I think Leinster really are uh how would I put this at the, the top of the game when it comes to people that's able to do it because your growth and participating officer in Sabrina Larkin who herself is a player with Tipperary or a former player I can't say whether she's still playing or not um, at the minute she's probably not because I think she's going out on maternity leave shortly but uh, her experience has been uh, invaluable to getting this off the ground as well and working behind the scenes and really Leinster are privileged to have such a person like Sabrina Larkin as their growth and participation officer within the province. Yes, um, Martin, we're very lucky. And look, we know, you know, in Kilkenny, um, I'm from Carlo myself, we know what she has contributed since she became into their role in 2017. Um, she has run a novice schools competitions, which has now seen a number of schools go into the actual Leinster competition, Leinster schools competitions, the official competitions. She has led that very, very successfully across the province. Um, in particular, she targeted Wicklow, Kildare and Mead in relation to that and she has brought Wicklow schools she's brought Mead schools and Kildare schools into the Leinster colleges uh, we all we have to look at was the come on to Leinster day which she ran in Nolan Park back in the middle of April yeah what brilliant day what a fantastic day that was her handprints are over so many initiatives that we do in Leinster and she's now about to roll out another initiative which is a camogie for teens in three tiers uh, I believe one will be in Wexford one will be in Carlow and one will be in leash. So she is supported by of course Leinster Executive and Martin we have the privilege of having you now as a member of Leinster Executive as the Chair Tuffa and you see the work that goes on behind the scenes. We are very progressive executive I would say and we are always trying to um, be very positive and very out there in relation to development initiatives and I can't say enough about what Sabrina has did for Camogie since 2017 in the province. 
and what she will continue to do and um, I just you know I, I want to wish her well she will be with us for another short time before she has the maternity leave and we just hope and pray and keep our fingers crossed that we can find a temporary replacement for Sabrina because as the largest province we need people on the ground and we need people with the knowledge and experience to run these initiatives in the province and uh, I know hopefully we will get somebody but uh, Sabrina has been immense but the support of Leinster has been immense the support of our counties in with our attendances at games in the in the underage championship and our adult championship all this funding is going back into development so while people might be saying oh sure what's this all this money going to you can see in Leinster this is where it's going with all the development initiatives that we provide and a huge and chunk of that is being given back to the counties Linda sorry for cutting across yeah. you and that can be seen at the accounts at the end of the year like there, there's very little money held within it so all the, the development end of things and you know courses that the counties are doing they can all apply for grants etc to get these from the Leinster counties which is vital especially for the, the weaker well I won't say the weaker counties but you know yourself the, the counties that have a bit more development yeah, to do than the others yeah, the tier three. Yes, Martin, we've given five. Uh, there's been a grant application process for five thousand euros for each county of our eleven counties, and I'm delighted to say that we have approved um, eleven uh, grant applications at the moment. So that's fifty five thousand that we leave our accounts uh, between now and October to those counties for development initiatives. So we do invest highly in our counties, and um, without our counties, we wouldn't be the province that we are. So I'm very grateful for the volunteers on the ground the coaches and of course the county boards in all the counties and I'm delighted Martin to say or hear you say that your plan would be for referees because referees are invaluable to our association and I know I have been saying it at all my presentations over the last three or four weeks that I'm pleading for everyone to please respect our referees and our officials because if we don't we won't have games and that would be a very very sad day for Leinster Camogie for Kilkenny Camogie for Carlo Camogie for Tipperary Camogie for Waterford Camogie so I'm delighted to hear that that's going to be your plan or that's your project Martin and I wish you the best of luck with that Thanks Mill I need to get myself in on the respect end of things as well because uh, I don't think I was too complimentary to Justin on a couple of occasions during our commentary um, last Saturday not abuse for anything just maybe a difference of opinion with a couple of decisions that he made but anyway I'm learning and getting better on that as well uh, I know I'm not going to make you do a prediction but obviously there is a big day ahead for Kilkenny and Carlo coming up this Saturday in the intermediate final it's going to be showcased in SETU with uh, a double header with the junior finals between Louth and Offaly and the intermediate final between Kilkenny and Wexford um, and that'll bring a, a curtain down then on the inter-county season within Leinster obviously the club will be later on in the year but um, yeah so you're, you're looking forward to another busy day ahead for uh, Saturday I'm not going to ask you further predictions because you can't tell me them obviously I have to stay neutral no, in that no, but, I just um, want to wish both teams um, it's a bit ironic I suppose that we have a Carlo man training a Kilkenny team and a Kilkenny <laughs> man training Carlo uh, look as a Carlo person I've worked with both just want to wish both teams the best luck and also to Loud and to Offaly and as you say Martin it brings down the curtain on what I have to say has been a phenomenal adult championship phenomenal under 16 championship and the same at minor level we've been blessed with the games that have been produced in Leinster this year and uh, if, if the last number of weekends are at and score by this weekend should be the same 
well with the fing- all our fingers crossed we should say and hopefully it'll be fantastic weather like we had last weekend as well Linda Kenny, Leinster chairperson my sincere just thanks to for say, Martin, yep. I could say just say thanks to you to Anya and Lillian there for your immense work and the public for all your work with the publicity at the weekend and to the Kilkenny Camogie Board every member of the Kilkenny Camogie Board um, we have uh, we have a big shoes to fill now in Carlo this weekend with the hosting of the games uh, but it's always a pleasure to be in Kilkenny and in Nolan Park and just thank you all uh, very much and may the best teams win at the weekend uh, Well I have no doubt that it'll certainly be another uh, spectacle because SETU Carlo is another fantastic uh, venue as well for games and I've been at many a game up there so we have no doubt it will be and as you've always said in your speeches the players deserve the best facilities possible where they're available um, and they certainly are getting them over the last number of weeks so sincere thanks to you and all the rest of the executive as well Right, Linda Kenny, Chairperson of Leinster Council. Thank you for joining us on Come On Coins. We will see you all on Saturday and wish you the very best of luck and hopefully it's going to be a great day for all. Please, God. Thanks very much, Martin. No bother. Thanks a million, Linda. That was Linda Kenny there, Leinster chairperson, joining us. Anya, the senior final, we're going to move things swiftly along, was between Kilkenny and Dublin. It took place in UPMC Nolan Park on Saturday. Now, we probably thought to ourselves, (laughs) Dublin are coming down to this. You know, they played one another in the league. It wasn't a real hammering, but it was an easy enough victory for Kilkenny. The sun was shining. It was a great day. Kilkenny were after destroying Westmeath the week before. They played so well. We felt they were up to championship pace already. Dublin had different uh, ideas when they came down and they really did frustrate Kilkenny for a long, long period of time in that match. Yep, they certainly did. And I'm going to eat my words that I said last week. Um, I genuinely had a fear for Dublin coming down. And, uh, you know, I said that on the on the podcast last week. Um, I just thought the way Kilkenny were kind of going about their business as of lately, that, you know, that they were kind of a step above everyone else. But, you know, by God, Dublin came down and they actually showed that when they are at their best, that they are a top class outfit and they can compete with the best. They, can. they were so physically strong the way their passage of plays were excellent they had a game plan and they basically down to before Julianne Malone got that goal they had perfected that working. game yeah they had perfected that game plan um, they were on top of every every one of the Kilkenny girls and I and I think that to be fair I think that is a fair statement to say you know Dublin were really really up for that game and they brought a bat- battle they held Kilkenny by the pin of their collar and they kept on pushing it out and you have to say fair play to fair play to um, fair play to Dublin it's been a long time since any team has come you know that close to Kilkenny in a Leinster final really or you know really kind of pushing to them especially in Nolan Park so you know it was it was definitely probably one of the better Leinster finals I I've been at um, because it was it was, it was competitive yeah it was yeah, competitive, it was competitive. like it yeah. wasn't over at half time yeah. you know it was last year in Omar Park everyone was going oh god what's the score going to be in the second half but mm. Dublin and, and you've said it right they really did play so well yeah. they got their markups right they got the matchups right mm-hmm. they got their team selection right you know everything was just perfect and one momentary probably lapse of concentration for Dublin denied him the fact of probably bringing the game to extra time because it looked like it had all the hallmarks of heading that way. Yeah, it certainly did and I suppose just up to that you know, that goal from Julianne, like Kilkenny kind of came out in the second half and they, they started to kind of hit their purple patch and it really felt like they were going to 
push on. I think they went three or four points ahead at one stage. And you honestly thought it's right. Okay, Kilkenny, they've dusted themselves off now from the first half performance. They're going to push themselves out there now and they're going to, you know, completely, you know, just take full hold and full full gain of the second half. But Dublin, the one thing about Dublin is they didn't panic at all when Kilkenny started to get on top. They just kept going about their business and they started slotting over a few scores. Like um, Ashley O'Neill was excellent. She got four points from play and she's a serious burst of pace there and she just took off. She just took off like and, you know, some really, really good passages of play. Like their backs were very good. Like they were really trying to man the Kilkenny, the Kilkenny attack there. But I honestly think the substitutes that Kilkenny made, I think that really was the difference. I think the girls that came off the bench played a vital role in Kilkenny winning the winning the game at the weekend yeah it certainly was well I managed to catch up with a couple of players after uh, the game but uh, one of those players was Ashley Mara from Dublin and we only found out this later on after Sunday evening as well but um, Elsie Jemson Murphy was uh, she was supposed to be substituted at the start of play on Saturday she wasn't she played the game but what we didn't actually realise that her twin Rachel was actually very sick in ICU over the last number of weeks and unfortunately we got the news on Sunday evening that um, Elsie's twin Rachel sadly passed away on Sunday uh, or Saturday evening I should say um, so on behalf of myself and Anya and all of the team here in KCLR we certainly extend our sympathies to everyone involved in Dublin Camogie but especially to Dublin player Elsie Jemson Murphy uh, on the uh, sad passing of her twin Rachel and may Rachel rest in peace okay so on a I suppose Sorry, that's actually happy. just uh, it is it, that's it's a really sad it, it really kind threw of, me yeah like I didn't actually know that until you said it there now and it kind of it really makes you kind of reflect on everything you know that was going on life and is so short life is so short and I suppose like it, it kind of really ponders and makes you look at the way the Dublin team set themselves out the weekend they were in a really strong huddle before the match and they were in a really really strong huddle straight after the match and yeah. even when the presentation was gone was going on they lined themselves out as one unit and it was kind of striking in a way but you know it just goes to it makes it makes a lot of sense now and you know deepest condolences to everybody in Dublin yeah it certainly is right um, I'm going to move things along then as well because as I said I caught up with a couple of players afterwards uh, one of those players was Julianne Malone she got the goal that was vital in Kilkenny's victory and after the game was played Julianne Malone was announced as player of the match in the final and here's what Julianne had to say to me afterwards Shem Kelly we may be after the senior game because you've been a busy man Right, well, that's not Julianne Malone anyway, that's for sure. Uh, I don't know where Julianne's audio has gone. Um, Okay, that's a bummer. Right, we're going to miss Julianne then at the minute. Uh, And what we're going to do is have a word and see what Ashley Marr, a Dublin star, had to think about it. And if this don't sound like Ashley Marr, I'm going to kick this thing out the door here this evening. Right, let's see, will this one work? Shem Kelly, we may be... Right, okay. Uh, something is seriously after going uh, a miss on that one. Um, 
Anya, both teams now they go into the All-Ireland series while I see if I think I can find uh, a bit of audio from that one but um, a couple of weeks to spare for both of them mm-hmm. uh, I think it's 25th now that yeah. uh, Kilkenny are not playing um, till Wexford or is it earlier or is the it 10th, 10th? no the sorry 10th the 10th, 10th, yeah. 10th or the 11th of June they're playing Wexford in the first round of the All-Ireland Championship so yeah they have about three, three and a half weeks to I suppose you know tidy up a few loose ends before they kind of hit the championship running and you know probably a couple of weeks that the lads will probably be delighted to get you can see the amount of work that they did after the league campaign they had a six seven week break and you know it it certainly did pay dividends for them and you know I suppose over the next three weeks it's going to be about nailing down a team you know that's going to be able to produce the goods come championship day the one thing you know and just to go back to the match again at the weekend um, you know again I want to reiterate the subs made a huge difference I thought when Jenny Clifford and Ashley McCarty came into the field to play there they really really were a massive addition to the game um, you can see that their fight and their determination like Asha is still a very very young player Jenny is only back in the in the inter-county scene this year but you could see her at one stage she was telling Asha to put the ball over the bar yourself like you know these girls are just as hungry as the girls that you know have been there for so many years now at this stage and you know I think they're definitely going to be wanting to put their hands up to get a jersey come come the 10th or the 11th of June for that Wexford match and you know Kilkenny are in a really really good place at the moment it was great to see Aoife Doyle and Kellyanne Doyle getting another good 60 minutes under their belt there as well something that they will be absolutely delighted with and the, the management team sorry yeah the management team will be delighted with as well you know Aoife Hendergast I thought had a really good game too um, you know she was probably unfortunate with the first free and it maybe kind of shook her a little bit but yep. other than that like she still got four points there she got three from freeze and one from play um, which was really good to see and like you know Julianne obviously getting goal and two points Kellyanne getting a point as well um, Aoife just sorry before she was substituted she was after getting on the scoreboard too Steffi Fitz got on the scoreboard and you know and we mentioned it in the commentary as well it's really good to see that they're actually taking advantage of having Aoife Prendergast and obviously Katie Nolan when Aoife went off taking the freeze as well it kind of t- takes the pressure off Denise Gall too and it, it lets Denise kind of go about her business in her own way and not having to have you know the pressure or the worry of having to take freeze on her shoulder as well like obviously she was taking the, the further out ones or whatever the case may be but it was also really good to see like Denise telling Katie at one stage to step up and take that free as well because you know Denise knows that these girls are well capable of doing it and you know it just goes to show that the belief and the unity that all of these girls have in each other there so it, it was absolutely brilliant to see and you know I think Kilkenny are certainly going in a really good position I thought Grace Welsh was excellent at full back as well it seems to be a, a place that she's certainly cementing and making her own and she has been doing that you know for the last couple of seasons um, so like you know brilliant and Neve Dealey as well I thought Neve Dealey was was really really good at the weekend I just thought like for all the, the freeze that you know Ashing Mar Ashing Mar got she still only got a point from playing let's be fair Ashing Mar is probably the go-to girl for double she certainly and is yeah. I really and like any time that she does she does have a bit of bother when she does end up marking Neve Dealey Neve's not afraid to stick into her you know she's well able to you know match her tempo and match the intensity that Ashing Mar brings to it and Neve Dealey did it brilliantly again at the weekend Right well I think I have Julianne Malone sorted at this stage so let's see if we can work our magic and see if we can get Julianne talking to us this time Julianne Malone congratulations the sun is shining down on us here in UPMC Nolan Park you won the Leinster final against Dublin but they really put it up to you in that How, give us your overall thoughts of the game playing in it um, yeah I suppose it was kind of a frustrating game to play in but um, 
like we obviously wanted to win and we came out with the results so um, we're obviously delighted to our, our goal was to win the Leinster Championship after the league so we're very very happy conditions were really, really good to play in today nice uh, blue skies and the pitch was in great condition as well um, so yeah we're delighted with the win While it was nice blue skies it was very very warm out there so how tough was it actually to play in that heat because players are not used to playing in sunshine or that heat in Ireland it's normally raining or the wind is blowing so how difficult was it for players especially for your hydration yeah um, I suppose we all knew that the weather was going to be good this weekend so preparation I suppose we took that into consideration um, when you're out there yeah it's hot but you kind of don't really think about that um, just focusing on the next ball so yeah I don't think it really affected us today I suppose it was it was very hot but we all prepared well so we are ready for it Dublin really put it up to you and I suppose they frustrated you for long periods of time you couldn't really get that killer instinct until you eventually did in the second half you got the goal that started the the trend I suppose for Kilkenny to push ahead and get those couple of points and to win the game tell us about the goal did you know much about it? Um, I suppose i just seen the eyeball coming in I said I'd chance my arm put it up and try and catch it um, so yeah I was lucky to get in the back of the net in the end but I suppose whatever way it goes in the goal you're happy enough once it's in the back of the net Well you have a couple of weeks now to prepare before you start in the All-Ireland Championship it's going to be held for leather I'd say now come training and uh, for the next couple of weeks to prepare for what is a busy period for you yeah um, yeah, we'll be looking forward to the next two weeks and there is serious competition for places as well which is great keeps things interesting um, so yeah I'm looking forward to the next couple of weeks training now get ready for a championship well Julianne Malone player of the match in today's Leinster final congratulations go enjoy the celebrations thanks very much yeah that was Julie Malone player of the match having a chat there to me after the match in UPMC Nolan Park on Saturday I also managed to catch up with Brian Dowling and while Brian is having a chat too as we're listening to it I'm going to see if I can sort Ashley Marr out so that we can get a chat to her later on as well but first off here's what Brian Dowling had to say Brian Dowling congratulations I suppose the first job was to get to the final he did that he came away with the victory but Dublin certainly frustrated you for long periods of time in that game yeah they did look Dublin are a good team this was last year so probably scoreline looked like we won handy but you know we got a couple of goals last year and we pushed on but uh, you know this year we didn't get the goals and it was tit for tat there for a long time until Julian got the goal at the end so look Dublin are a good team and we know that and they're frustrated as I suppose for a long period so I suppose look we can learn from that and we play again in a few weeks and we just have to up our performance What is your view on the performance today because there was a lot of way where passes into it he came away with the victory but I suppose looking from your point of view still lots to be worked on before the start of the All-Ireland yeah look there's always stuff to be worked on whether you win or lose um, look I suppose we're happy to use the ball last Saturday um, you know we probably trained very hard this week we're kind of using these couple of weeks to really ramp up things so you know I suppose a normal championship week you wouldn't be training as hard so maybe I know the girls are a bit leggy out there I don't know but I thought we started off very well um, thought we used the ball very well got four points up but then just kind of dropped off a bit and I suppose Dublin dropped a lot of bodies back and frustrated us so we, look we have to learn from that and I suppose I said to the girls there we, we, we found a way we didn't play well but we found a way to win that's a good sign of a team but we, we know that we have to improve a lot while the sun is shining down on top of us and we don't mind it it has to be hard for the players to play in that especially trying to get water and keep their hydration levels up throughout the game yeah it's extremely hot you know because we're not used to it in Ireland uh, to matches in these kind of conditions but look again we're not using that as an excuse the same for both teams um, you know Dublin, Dublin are, 
are a brilliant team and you know I said every time we play them they put us up to it they did in the league as well so look I said we just have to look at ourselves now and try and up in the next couple of weeks we still have a couple of weeks before championship uh, June the 10th is when we're out against Wexford so that's our, our focus next You were roaring hot favourites coming into it especially after the performance last year in Omore Park in Portleash were you thinking to yourselves like that it was going to be an easy task especially after the victory in the league as well? No definitely not you know, but we don't, we never go into any match thinking that and the day we think that's the day we're, we're going to be finished here so look every match we go out we say to girls every time any team can beat you if we're not tuned in we, we know that we're not naive enough to think any different and look some days I suppose you try to do the right thing it just doesn't work out uh, you know some of the passes were probably going just a little bit too high weren't going to the hand and then end up in the rucks and there's a lot of stoppages in play there but probably didn't suit us so look as I said I keep saying we just have to look at ourselves what we can improve on and, and try and up the intensity for the next couple of weeks It's good momentum now but the Ireland series you have a couple of weeks break now before your next game intensity going to ramp up and training over the next couple of weeks Yeah I said look we, we trained really hard since the league we, we, you know the girls put in a huge effort um, we've been great now the long evenings we're getting loads of hurling done you know the fitness is improving there all the time so um, you know we just have to keep that going now for the next couple of weeks and we'll be definitely ramping up training for the next couple of weeks like there has been for the last couple of weeks and then I suppose Taylor off coming up to the extra game I suppose the fact winning a Leinster title as well and doing it in your home patch here in UPMC in Olin Park we're down on the field at the minute it's in immaculate condition lovely to be able to play on such fantastic facilities yeah it's great look and thanks to the county board for getting us in here I suppose anytime we play in here we're delighted and you know we played here last year in Slimerick and Offaly and the conditions were similar just lovely sunny day it's great to see the kids playing at half time and stuff like that and the decent crowd here so that's what we want to see and the intermediates getting to play here as well you know this is a great stadium and it's great that the county board are letting the girls in here to play as well and you know I know they don't have to so anytime we can we love coming in here I suppose we just have to make sure our performance is a little bit better the next time we get in here One last question for you there didn't seem to be too many serious issues or anything in the game but you had a couple of knocks in this um, any major doubts now going into the next couple of weeks or just uh, small little niggles as usual Yeah no I don't think anything from the match today I suppose uh, Daniel Marcy had a serious injury on, on Thursday night in training so waiting she's getting a scan done this evening in Dublin so uh, you know the early signs don't look good for her I suppose and she, you know, it's a pity because she came back and, and she's been buzzing some great energy since she came back in some really well intermediates when the last got to go straight away so look we'll, we'll keep our fingers crossed that we get good news um, and hopefully that but everyone else I think is fine from today Well congratulations on the victory and best of luck when it comes to the start of the All-Earned Series okay, Thanks Martin Ashley Maher I was just saying it to you momentum is going your way and you certainly rattled Kilkenny for long periods in that game in the Leinster final today give us your overall thoughts on how the game went yeah look ultimately you're going to be disappointed when you come out of a Leinster final not winning it so definitely you know feeling a disappointment amongst the team but I think um, we're proud as well of that performance and proud of the the building that's happening in Dublin Camogie difficult start again for us this year big turnover a lot of new players um, but I think we've seen throughout the league and again today how much some of those new players are stepping up you know, like said, Abby Ryan in a full back there, Hannah O'Dea and wing back, Zoe Couch. Loads of girls who weren't playing senior into county last year or haven't played senior into county at all. So really proud to see them stepping up to the line to the mark today, especially against the likes of Kilkenny All Ireland champions, you know. Continuity is a great thing, and when you haven't got it, it disrupts the flow as you know yourself. But relegation from the league it happened Waterford a couple of years ago you now see where Waterford are they're league champions this year they contested the quarter final and the semi-final last year you're certainly on the right road building a nice team that you have and looking at the team that you have there today it's going in the right direction for yourselves yeah hopefully um, I think Waterford are a great example as you said and I think what that shows is just you know how close the competition is there between a lot of the teams in Camogie yeah you know Galway, Kilkenny, Cork have probably had that step ahead of us for a while but there's, there's a huge chunk of us there that are fighting 
I think you know Waterford only just getting promoted from from uh, second division back up again shows just how tough that competition is. Um, so definitely proud of the improvements that we've made. Obviously, the result from the league wasn't what we wanted, um, but I think we're perfu- we're performing improving our performance week on week, and that's what we're going after at the moment. Considering even the Leinster final last year, like where you've come in that space of time, and even your performance from the league, because I chatted to you after the league game as well in Parnell Park, you've improved immensely, and it showed that like 52 minutes coming down to Kilkenny and holding Kilkenny scoreless, almost bringing him to extra time apart from the goal that Kilkenny got near the end of it. He can be so proud of your performance here today. Yeah, yeah, and look, I guess that's what Kilkenny will do. You know, that goal was just a, a lapse in co- concentration probably from us giving us giving them an opportunity and a team as strong as Kilkenny that's what they'll do they'll punish you if you just slip off the mark for a second so learning's there from us from how we can improve again going forward but you know we came in today wanting to be there or thereabouts with 15 minutes to play I think we were there or thereabouts probably with a minute to play um, so we're proud of that much anyway and we'll just go after those extra inches and those small percentages now again going into All-Ireland Now come here to me how much time do you put in practice and freeze because <laughs> mother of God you are lethal on them I mean I think you got five of them again today six in total one from play uh, you just can't foul you anywhere or foul any of the team because you put them over the bar like how much practice goes on behind the scenes and how much time do you actually put into taking your freeze ah oh, yeah I think there's probably improvements to be made there still now I would I know look that's I suppose that's the way the game's gone you know that, that the free taking in Camogie is a huge thing you look at the other side obviously Gaul hitting them there for Kilkenny it's the same thing any any of the counties um, you have to be able to punish from, from dead balls um, because of the way the game is now so yeah look it, it is a big thing but I'm fortunate enough there's another couple of good free takers there on the team as well so they're keeping me on my toes more than anything probably forcing me to be out and practicing them more than I'd like to but uh, no look the hard work is done by, by everybody else it's my job then just to make sure that we get the scores from, from any of the frees that are conceded and you meet again in a couple of weeks time we meet again in a couple of weeks yeah the opportunity to do it all over again look that's where you want to be Summer Hurling playing against the best teams in the country so we look forward to it well as always thanks a million for having a chat with us anytime thanks very much look, it was great to catch up with Ashley Marr she's, um, she's a wonderful young lady uh, speaks so highly of her team I did say scoreless what I meant to actually say in the interview was goalless coming up to the 52 minute mark but anyway sure I'll uh, I'll have to improve on that now as well or people will be giving out to me um, but sure look that brings down the uh, the inter-county season I suppose when it comes to Leinster for the senior team they now prepare um, not till the 10th of June so they have a couple of weeks to, uh, to prepare for the match I was hoping to play Brian Dowland's um, audio which we did do so you can hear that he He's hoping, you know, to uh, to get a good few weeks training um, into the, the girls itself. But I suppose the big news coming out of it, um, and we did chat to Shem Kelly earlier on as well, is the fact that Danielle Morrissey is now injured as well. It doesn't look good for her. We're waiting on scan results to confirm what we h- hope is not going to be the case. But like having uh, two players out in the same year. Now, I know Cork had it last year. They had four, but it was done in club games. This is inter-county season. Um, Miriam has been out for the rest of the year and it looks like that Danielle Morrissey could be joining around the sidelines Yeah it's a huge blow in particular for the intermediates as well and I suppose for Danielle she was really you know she was kind of back at her best and she was really enjoying being part of the intermediate squad there and obviously you know the, the bonus the addition then of getting called up onto the into the senior squad too so you know being back in there you know and scoring a girls. goal against Westmead yeah, as well Yeah you know like it, it was really really good for her and like things are really starting to look up for her and it's just so unfortunate and you know I, I think you know and 
Danielle will probably say herself she's never been as fit because she's been working extremely hard this is something that she wants and you know I, I certainly think that you know the time away from the inter-county scene has done her the world of good she was able to you know find herself as a player find herself as a person I think you know she's really after maturing and coming on you know over the last couple of years and she certainly is going to be a massive loss listen hopefully it's not as bad as we think and we just wish her every, wish her the very best and you know a speedy recovery to herself and obviously to Miriam as well yeah exactly well you heard Brian talking about it you heard Shem talking about it as well so hopefully depending on how the uh, scan results go that it's um, it's not going to be as bad as one would fear but um, yeah you just don't know do you uh, right we had a, a quick glance down through the under 16 All-Ireland Championships which started last weekend and Kilkenny lost out Tipperary in the first game in the rag they had uh, their second outing against Limerick up in near enough to your uh, home place at the minute Um, it was in Freshford Uh, it was Kilkenny versus Limerick and it was victory for Limerick 1-8 to Kilkenny 2-6 to Limerick or 12 points to 11 and that is the second loss in a row for Kilkenny but that's a huge scalp for Limerick yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, obviously very disappointing for the under-16 squad and management team. And, you know, I'm sure that they'll be very disappointed with that as well. And, you know, I suppose like it's just about, you know, being able to turn the clock on it and having to go out and, you know, face Cork this weekend, regardless of, you know, what's what's there for them or what's not. They just have to remain extremely focused on the Cork game. And, you know, listen, I'm sure the girls are bitterly disappointed as well. And, you know, it's, it's definitely not something that they would have wanted for, for the season so far far but you know nevertheless they still have to pick themselves up and they still have to make a good account for themselves when they go out yep. against Cork this weekend and that's going to be their main focus it I is. Think. well still a lot to play them. for yeah. yeah I mean there's uh, there's six teams in it there's five groups that play three games before they finish for the exam break um, and two games then when they come back after us in the other group games then that was in there Cork had a comfortable enough win over Wexford 4-12 to 1-5 don't think there was any shocks in that one no disrespect to, uh, to Wexford didn't it yeah. um, and in the other game then it was Galway 2.15 Tipperary 8 points so you know I suppose everything going on trend Galway um, keeping up the trend of winning at under 16 level as well and as Anya has alluded to already the next round of games is this Sunday Cork and Kilkenny no time or venue on that one yet Um who do you see coming away with the victory in it? Do you know what? I think, you know, Kilkenny will be going out like a wounded dog really in this one and I suppose that's the mentality that they're going to have to go out with. So, like, you know, it's going to be a tough one if you're kind of looking back on the, if you're going to look back on the scores there that I suppose Cork have been raking up and let's be fair, to- Cork are at the top of the table there. They are producing the goals. They are on form there but I think this is certainly a game that Kilkenny, it's a must, must win game for Kilkenny in this. They have to go out. They have to perform. They have to get a win in that and I think that'll be enough to to psych them up and hopefully get them over the line Yeah Cork scoring 4 goals and 27 points in their 2 Lee championship games and only conceding 1 goal and 10 points so they're not really uh, conceding that much scores at all at all The other game then has Tipperary and Wexford that is a 2pm throw-in and that's going to take place in the rag and Tipperary in 3rd place at the minute and Wexford in 5th place um, So can Wexford I mean they got a draw against uh, Galway yeah. can they do it against Tipperary do you think? 
No, I think Tipperary seem to be very, very good. Um, it's a strong tip team. Tipper always have really good underage underage squads and you know they just seem to be keeping that continuity going, so you'd have to favour tip in that. Okay, so Tipperary is on your choice in that one. The next one I suppose is Limerick and Galway. That's down in uh Fedamore. I have to say I've never heard of that place before, no. but um two o'clock throw in anyway for Limerick and Galway. Can the hosts pull off a second shock for the second week in a row do you know what like I think we have to remember like Galway played in a, or Limerick played in a minor shield final there only what two weekends ago two weekends ago yeah so like the momentum is, is going to be very good in, in, in Limerick there at the moment and I think certainly having to come up to Kilkenny getting a victory over Kilkenny that's really going to spur them on so I wouldn't be surprised if we see Limerick coming out with a victory in that one as well okay well we will uh, soon find out I suppose as the fella says right um, in the A shield competition we had wins for Offaly over Waterford 1-6 to 7 points Antrim had a very big win over Dublin 6-17 to 1-8 mm-hmm. and Leash coming away with the victory over Clare 4-9 to 15 points um, which allows the games then for this weekend coming it is going to be Dublin versus Waterford that game is penciled in for Dublin uh, am I right in saying that I am Clare is uh, playing Antrim that's going to be in the NGDC or the National Games Development Centre which is in Abbottstown and Leash is going to host Offaly in the other round games there and currently the top four teams in the gay group are Antrim on top uh, Leash Offaly and Clare all on three points each so if it stays the way it is their scoring difference is certainly going to come into play with it uh, Carlo were out this weekend as well and they had a very good win in the first round of games they had a long trek to Roscommon last weekend where Roscommon came away with a two point victory 12 points to 10 while Kerry Onya Farrell are flying at the minute because they had another decent win against Mayo in the under 16B competition 5-7 to 2-8 which currently means that Carlo are still on top of the table joined with Kerry and Roscommon Kildare on 0 and Mayo on 0 as well moving along to the C All-Ireland competition we have wins for Cavan over Louth and Tyrone with a big win over Wicklow Wicklow still scoring 4 goals five points in that game but Tyrone getting four goals and 21 points which means that Wicklow is going to play Louth in Pierce Park I think that's uh, that the that's the one in Ockram if I'm not mistaken um, and Cavan is down to play Donegal with no venue on that one yet um, so they are all the under 16 uh, competitions I don't think I gave the B ones for the fixtures coming did I no I didn't because Carlo is actually playing Kildare in Netwatch Training Centre at 2 o'clock on Sunday while Kerry host Ross Common in Spa GAA grounds also at 2 o'clock and that's in the under 16 B competition um, which is going to wrap things up nicely for us but obviously the Leinster Intermediate Championship was I suppose a bit 
obscured um, for the fact that Kildare wasn't actually taking part in it and for a lot of people who has been following social media and it was even on the Sunday game last night that Kildare have been pulled out of the Intermediate All-Ireland Championship uh, as well the players are not happy about it the players are kicking back putting all the blame on the county board for not uh, agreeing to a charter um, between themselves and the players which has been spread all over social media and uh, the former GP or CEO of the GPA Paul Flynn had his say on the Sunday game about it last night on yeah but um, without going into too much detail because we don't know too much about what's going on you can only yeah. read on what's going on with social media but for the players themselves um, if what's in the statement that came out by the players themselves is not being upheld and the charter is not being upheld either um, I mean you being a manager you have to have basic standards for players when you're involved in it um, and that is obviously up to the county board uh, to solve that and fix that problem um, but we don't know whether that is the case between it or not but one way or another it's not a nice situation for Kildare to be in they're not going to take part now in the All-Ireland series which is a pity for Kildare but it's also a disappointment for the players Yeah it's hugely disappointing for the for the players um, for the overall development of uh, Camogie and Kildare as well and I suppose you know these girls have probably put in an awful lot of work so far this year they probably went back training you know the latter stages of November December um, you know try to work hard in, in trying to you know get as much game time under the belt and as much experience under the belt in the league and I suppose like you can kind of sense that you know their reasoning for being angry and you know it is it's obviously devastating for the players and you know it's really kind of you know it means that there's going to be one group in the intermediate stage that are, that are only going to have three games three games in it as well so it's kind of kind of maybe going to cause a bit of upheaval in the in the group pairings as well uh, for the intermediate All-Ireland you know it, it's an awful pity that maybe they just don't all sit down together now we obviously don't know if they have so we can only speculate this maybe if they just kind of sit down together and have a chat and see if they can come into come up with some sort of resolution because you know you really don't want to be seeing that happening you don't want to see any county having to pull out of an All-Ireland series or the, you know they've pulled out of the Leinster series anyway because you know that's be done and dusted this weekend but it is it's really really disappointing Kildare Camogie has always had a really good strong history you know it was only a matter of years ago they were winning uh, competing in an All-Ireland final intermediate or uh, junior and intermediate All-Ireland final in Crow Park so like you know there's a really good high standard of Camogie and Kildare and it's just it's really disappointing I think I think maybe just somebody go in have a negotiator there third party and just listen to the views from everybody and try and come to some sort of resolution because it's not too late to get them back into the All-Ireland Championship and you know okay maybe they've missed out in a few weeks work but I think it's better to be competing than not to be competing at all because you don't know what's going to say for the future of Kildare Camogie Yeah exactly because I mean those players you don't know whether they're going to keep playing you don't know what's going to happen next year you know how hard is it maybe going to be to get a manager maybe to go in Mm -hmm. there next year etc but I want to bring you to another point I don't know if you heard actually Paul Flynn on the Sunday game last night but he did say that most of the presidents um, and I'm talking about GAA presidents have a legacy and they like to do things Um, so I mean Linda's legacy for Leinster Camogie is the coaching academy brilliant initiative got off the ground excellent other presidents have done certain things within the GAA that's good and Paul Flynn's take on it was that the new incoming president Charlotte Burns who is an Armagh man his first point of view should be to make contact with Mary McAleese and to push the integration over the line as quickly as possible because they're under the assumption that once all of the three associations 
associations are under the one umbrella that this sort of thing is not going to happen yeah it's it's still going to happen like it's it's unfortunate yeah I think do you know what I think he's he's dead right there it'd be no harm like I suppose like you need to link in and see where everybody is on the, on the status and on the query of integration at the moment because it is becoming more profound there's an awful lot more people talking about it and it certainly does look to be the way to go forward now I know it's not going to work everywhere I had this conversation with Lillian only last week and said listen it might not happen it might not be the same situation as it's for you as it's going to be for me but I think as a whole I think it's something that we certainly do need to we do need to kind of maybe push forward you're dead right Martin it's not going to solve the problem that we currently see with Kildare Camogie because no. it can it can still happen like but I think but let's be fair there's, it's still happening with GAA teams yeah. because you take it Niall Carew was on with me earlier on on uh, full time and he was on about that Carlo GAA were trying to split the finances equally 50-50 between the hurlers and the footballers he said it's not the same when you go to other counties so he named two other counties that he was involved in mm-hmm. um, and I'm not going to name the counties on the podcast it's available on full time if you want to go back and listen to it you can do so mm-hmm. um, but I mean the, the imbalance is still there between the GAA counties wh- with hurling and football yeah. you know the hurlers in some counties get more money than the footballers or etc the footballers get more money than the hurlers so it's not only selective between Camogie or what happened with the LGFA in Cavan going back a couple of weeks ago where they threatened not to um, to fulfil a fixture yeah. as well. So, I mean, you know, it's it's very unfair to say that this solely lies between the, the women's sports. The only thing that I did agree with with them on it is that yes, the women's sports does need more promotion. They need to be brought together and they need to be of an equal power because Jackie Hurley's stats of having 90% of inter county female sports stars are not actually getting expenses mm. compared to their male counterparts. Now I know there was a big row going back a couple of years ago to get the male counterparts to get expenses for it but I mean you've been a player you've been a manager etc. If you're travelling long distances from college or whatever a couple of times a week to get to different places you know the the expenses are not there for some players mm. and that's very unfair on some. Well be God we didn't get expenses back in my no. day but I suppose like you have to look at the evolution of the game as well and the evolution of the association too like you know we're constantly learning new things every year and I suppose like it's all to come into this whole bracket of equality like and I do like listen it's not going to it's not going to fix all the issues and all the problems if this happens if it happens straight away but I do think it will highlight it and it will help us you know promote the game and I think that's really important it's all about promoting female sports like and I think that's going to be a main thing about it and we have to be fair things have got better compared to where they were yeah they have got a lot lot better like you know I'm like I remember back in the day like there's no such thing as getting you know food after training getting milk after training we can only speak for what's in Kilkenny the girls do get looked after they get their milk they get their food the whole lot like they do be they do get looked after. You go back 10 years ago, that wasn't happening. 10, longer, 15 years ago, that certainly wasn't happening. So go back we to are... TZ Brennan's time, <laughs> you know, when they yeah. were playing back in the, the 60s and the 70s mm. and you didn't even have a dressing room that you had no. to get togged out in the boot of the car. Yeah, exactly. But like we are evolving. We are slowly evolving. This is not going to happen overnight. No. If the integration does come into place, there's still going to be an awful lot of things that are going 
going to have to be smoothed out. It's not going to be perfect the very minute they sign the dotted line. No. It's going to take a couple of years and I think people need to remain patient about it as well. They can't just expect this this miracle to happen overnight. It's not going to happen. We're going to have to tease out a few things. And I personally, I think it is the right way forward. I think I for equality, yep. but like there is obviously going to be, you know, there's going to be pros and cons to it, but it's just a matter of like everybody sitting down and everybody wanting to do it for what's best for sport in Ireland Correct. and sport in their counties and that it's not a personal thing. I think thing. it's not even about the players. I can't remember who I was listening to in a sports interview yesterday but it was a it was a manager of a team and he said even down to the spectators when he brings his wife and his kids his, his girls to matches the 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 facilities for the spectators aren't there like we've we've seen it ourselves you go into the bathrooms in, in GA pitches there wouldn't even be toilet paper in it for them let alone paper towels to wash your hands or whatever so I think it's while it's great that they're, they're, the, the, they're some talking of the to- the there's some of the top stadiums around there if you went into the toilets in them whether they be male or female you'd like be horrified yeah horrified and, and I know it's about the players but I think it needs to be across the board for everybody because we're, try- we're talking about integration and getting people into into watch our games but I mean, the lads will tell you, I have loo paper in the boot of the car all the time because I'm so used to going to pitches and there's no, there's no toilet. The toilet facilities are there, but there's no, there's nothing else in there. Yeah. So we need to be looking at, looking at the bigger picture. And I fully agree the girls, our girls are particularly well looked after, but I do know counties where they're not. But just down to the basic things mm-hmm. of toilet paper, towels or paper towels or whatever, soap in bathrooms, like all of this thing it's it's just it's simple basic stuff well it comes back to the ethos of I suppose like the GA is so like they're saying the GA it's it's you know it starts in the community it builds in the community so this this integration it has to involve not just the players you're right Lillian it mm. has to involve the whole, the whole community, community as one unit because this is what the GA says like they go on about you know and they're, they're inclusive, they're, inclusive yes. um, they're a community they're volunteers give respect get respect open door it policy. has to be all it has to be it has to be all or nothing but again it's not going to happen overnight it is going to like I think they need to just pick one particular area and focus on that for the time being get that right and then move on because if you put it's like you know too many cooks in the kitchen spoil the broth but it's, it's but going to be that, very careful that comes down to the point as well and I mean it, it's going to happen and I'm not going to say who's involved because I'm not going to get myself in trouble over this either right but I mean there's lots of matches that's down for the weekend between Hurling, Camogie, um, minor matches, etc. Um, and there's a clash. And sometimes it's unavoidable, you know, that the fixtures, just the way that they work out, that's the way it is. But why is it that it's always the GAA games take precedence? Like, why is it that it's the Camogie is asked, well, are you going to change a game time because either there's a Hurling or a football game on fixed for the same time? Why can't the GAA move their fixture and accommodate some of the girls because and maybe be some honest, of them are, can't get off our work etc yeah. because and you, I can't see integration changing that no and I don't think it won't straight away either no. There, no. there's lots yeah. of things to be ironed out but again it's always the female part of it that's always put second but I think that's as well like and again like I'm just you know speculating on this as well I think that is like you look probably across the whole country where is there actually a club that owns their own pitch that owns their own facilities for the majority of them and I know in Tullerone Camogie yeah Camogie clubs like I know like I can and again I can only speak from Tullerone it's Tullerone GA field so like obviously I don't 
actually think there. No, I, I stand there probably corrected. isn't. I don't think there is a camogie club in. Ireland that actually has their own camogie pitch. No, and if there there's is, a couple let of counties, so we can. Yeah, we, we'd love to hear. Yeah. Get there's in contact. Come on, come on, kind uh, at KCLR ninety six FM. If you have your own grounds, we would love to hear from you. But there's only a there's handful of counties. counties. Tipperary being one. Tipperary, Clare, Cork. And Clare. Well, Cork have one. Sorry, I forgot Cork. But like, you know, I suppose, and that comes down to it, that's going to come down to like the fixtures clashes and what you're talking about at the weekend. Like the camogie will obviously have to move aside because like the pitches are owned by the GEA. And they're and rested suppose, in the GEA. Yeah, and that's why... Yeah, but you look at Sunday's fixtures yeah. on some of them, right? The GEA matches predominantly would go ahead on a Sunday and you have the Saturday then for the camogie. So, I mean, a, a bit of toing and froing. I mean, when the dates are set down, the some of the matches for the GE gets moved about because there's, we'd say, clashing with hurling and football, mm-hmm. right? And there's some counties that might be involved with the two of them. And obviously, you have county boards they can't get to two places. They're looking for one, and one of them gets shifted, then etc. Around. So when matches might be on Sunday, then they're moved to Saturday to accommodate yeah. different things. Like so, you know, clashes are probably inevitable. It's not going to resolve issues straight away. With no. we'd love to see. It being resolved, but you but, know, but the facilities need to. I think before the, the when they're starting to talk about integration, they really need to look at the facilities and maybe providing more facilities. Yeah, that but that's can, that's one of the things that came out of even the Camogie Congress about the facilities, yeah. etc. But like that's that's across the board. That's between GAA grounds. That's between everyone. I mean, you go to some of the GA stadiums. I've said it before, and some of the facilities. I mean, I, I don't mean to be disparaging to anyone, and I'm not going to name any venues either. But Mother of God, you wouldn't put a dog into to oh, some no, of the toilets like that's around the place. Mm. They're so bad. I mean, an upgrade is required, but all that costs money, costs money. to do funding. it. You know, it's all about funding. Yeah. If you integrate and you have three associations, is the funding going to be cut? Is everybody going to get the same amount of funding? You just don't know. Look, there's a lot yeah. of things to be ironed out well, yet before this gets over the line. Like I'd, I'd imagine when it comes to the likes of facilities, like if the integration does go ahead, like and, you know, I suppose like if you're doing up a facility, you're doing it up for all the clubs so like it's not really kind of you know like splitting it between the clubs in relation to facilities because everybody would be able to have equal access to it and I suppose like you know and again like it's as you said it's not going to happen overnight there are going to be clashes on that but I suppose like what the potential of the integration will happen is that like both associations or all associations would be able to sit down together and kind of mark out their main calendars yeah. calendar year and say like well this is when this these games are going to happen these are when these games are going to happen yes there's going to be clashes yes it's absolutely going to be unavoidable yes somebody is going to have to take the hit unfortunately that's the way it goes it happens in every walk of life it's not, It's never going to be perfect but it certainly is a step in the right direction for equality and ensuring that the players are, are being looked after yes. because at the end of the day we you have no we, games we, without players yeah, it's like the referees the officials you know without our players no if you don't respect the officials you're not going to have matches if you don't yeah. provide facilities and going to have, have a nice charter for the players you're not going to have players because they are going to go to other sports that maybe do provide certain things but I do think that if anybody can get this over the line it is Mary McAleese that I mean she has a track record with this kind of stuff and I know they're only in the the listening phase at the minute and trying to gather all the information Mm. from all of the county boards and all 
all of the parties that's involved in it. So as we say, this is going to take a it's bit of time. But yes, yeah. like you look at even the clubs in Kilkenny that have done it over the last couple of years, and I was only talking to one of them there only last week. You know, just kind of querying like how it was working with them or whatever the case would be. And I was like, how did you even bring up to start the conversation? She's like, this conversation started three years ago. Yeah, and like it literally only came to light kind of the start of the end of last year, started this year. But like that's how long it takes. I I think people can't be under the illusion that it's just a matter of right they've signed the dotted line that's it we're all in this yeah, we're all in this no, together no. it's Does, not going to happen like, it, there, there is going to be an awful lot of work and I suppose that's where it's going to come into like people really getting behind each other and supporting this and helping out and we, we are going to potentially be looking for more volunteers within our clubs we, and they're even harder yeah, to get but at we the need the, most importantly we need the right people in those places we need the right people that are going to be able to do what's best for each of the clubs and each of the counties around yeah well it's certainly a debate for further on down the line and if anybody would like to get in contact with us uh, you know if you want to do things confidentially and let us know I mean you certainly can get in contact with Anya or myself through the email address that we gave you earlier on come on kind at kclr96fm.com and we would like to hear from players themselves we'd like to hear from coaches you know the different teams is out there are you being looked after do you get your standard uh, dressing rooms hot showers uh, do you get food afterwards etc we won't name any uh, counties that's involved don't worry we won't name individual uh, participants or players either if you do get in contact with us but we would like to do a survey to see how many counties or how many clubs out there don't actually have basic necessities or basic needs when it comes to training um, etc and all this is just to compile it just to see where we are compared to as we say the male counterparts where it comes to expenses and uh, food and um, that kind of stuff gear etc wise so we certainly would love to hear from yourselves and even maybe to have a debate on this someday that we can get a couple of different players different counties county board officials if you're out there and you want to do it as well and you're disillusioned with how things are going um, or you're being put in bad spotlight out there as well by people we'd love to hear from you as well one way or another anyway I think it's about time that we shut short uh, on it We're, we've been going long enough on it um, apart from all the technical difficulties and the wrong pieces that was played etc again it has been a most enjoyable evening here on Come On Coins. My thanks to Chap Clear, to Shem Kelly, to Linda Kenny, um, and to all our participants, but in particular to uh, Anya, who is here almost every week with us, unless she's gone away on holidays. <laughs> You know, but you have to do that when you're getting married. But um, when you're we, married, am I getting married again? No, no, no. But you know, for your anniversaries and etc. And you know, you have to keep yeah. himself uh, happy as well. You can't be in here the whole time with us. <laughs> but that's very the, true, Martin. You know, there was um, there was a special event uh, last night as well, and obviously we have somebody oh, behind yes. us. And I did put up a post last night. Our producer Lillian Houlihan had a very was big birthday. <laughs> And she doesn't look it. Fair play to her. Botox must be good for her. Thanks for oh. No problem. Yeah. 
as the fella said, she doesn't look a day over sixty. But um, <laughs> anyway, we won't go. We won't go that far yet. But I tell you one thing: ten years will be fast flying. But uh, Lil, happy birthday! Hope you had a very enjoyable evening um, last night. And here's to another ten more years of you know trying to keep us two in check, and we taking the piss out of you as well as every opportunity that we can. But you know, it's in good grace. I do. <laughs> I do. Anyway, from myself, Anya, and Lillian here in the KCLR studios here in Kilkenny from Come On Kind it is a very good evening from us all wherever you get your podcast from don't forget it's available every Tuesday evening to have a listen to us waffle on have a bit of crack here and have a bit of fun but we also do serious stuff as well um, when we need to be doing it but until next weekend and when it comes your way on Come On Kind it's goodbye from yourself and Anya thanks bye this is come on kind with martin quilty and onya family oh